0: Welcome to The Manager Track, the leadership podcast where we help ambitious managers across the ranks become confident and competent leaders people love to work for. I'm your host, Ramona Shaw. This is episode number three on how to go from frazzled to focused while working from home. I'm sharing an interview with time management coach Alexis Hasselberger that originally aired as part of the Leading Through the Storm live series that I hosted in April of 2020. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Here we go. Okay, wonderful. Uh, we are live for session number four, and I have a special guest with me for this particular session that I'm excited to introduce to you. This is Alexis Hasselberger, and she is a time management coach and expert. She's been coaching um, for years. He, she has a lot of experience in HR, and she's been particularly right now, helping a lot of people move from frazzled to focused while working at home. And that's what we're gonna talk about today. Welcome to Leading Through the Storm, Alexis. Thanks for having me, Ramona. I'm excited to talk about this stuff. It's great to have you here. So Alexis, tell us a little bit about your experience in the past few weeks that what you've noticed and what you've seen shifting with some of the clients and the work that you do, sort of what's the state of the union from your perspective, because what we're trying to do here is really focus on perspective suggestions and encouragement as we go through the different sessions within this five-day live training called Leading Through the Storm. Yeah, so not
1: surprisingly, I would say the vast majority of all of my coaching sessions with clients have transitioned from whatever we were talking about before COVID-19 to how can I get my work done and manage my kids schoolwork and, you know, actually get some sleep at the end of the day and feel like I'm not failing everybody around me? How can I do all of that? And so that's we've really gotten into like triage mode where it's not really about like personal development on a high level. And it's really very tactical about like, what strategies can I use in this moment when I have a meeting and my baby's crying? Or, you know, when I have a bunch of work that I need to get done, but also my kid is having their own like Zoom technical problems and things like that. So that's really where it's been. It's been much, you know, I'm a pretty tactical, practical person anyways, but it's been very targeted over these past few weeks.
0: And what do you find some of the, common challenges that people have right now that we can also talk about some of the solutions that you have or suggestions that you have for people but before we go into suggestions what would you say are some of the common challenges that you're currently witnessing
1: yeah so I think a huge part of it is like it's kind of like problem and solution are kind of the same it's that there's like a because we are in this very reactive mode of just trying to deal with what's coming to us. We're not doing, spending the time that we might otherwise spend to plan to set ourselves up for success. So instead mm-hmm. of, you know, doing a few things that we could do in advance to make things a little easier for ourselves, whether that's in our work lives or our home lives, mm-hmm. we're really just kind of like reacting in the moment as things come up. Mm-hmm. And that's super stressful. Like it's yeah. really stressful for people because as things come up, you know, every new distraction is something that they're dealing with. I think yep. another thing I've been seeing a lot is that, you know d- the distractions of home are just very different than the distractions of the office, right? You've got distractions in both places, but we are used to mitigating those at work to a certain degree, and we have a new set of distractions at home that feels, you know, like I'm calling it distractions, but it's like our kids, you know, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, you know, they're not just yeah, distractions; they're humans that like really that like are valuable. <laughs> I'm yeah. And so just being able to kind of transition and say like, how do I actually deal with these really competing priorities of like my kids have immediate needs in the moment. I also have deadlines. I still need to accomplish. Yeah. So how do I, you know, maybe I'm good at prioritizing my workload when I'm in an office and maybe I'm good at prioritizing my home life and what I need to do when I'm at home to make sure things happen. And when these two worlds collide, like, what is more important? My child crying or me giving a presentation to 200 people? Like what's
0: the most important thing in that moment? And so what are you do in that moment?
1: So I think that a lot of it comes out. So what do I do in the moment? Me personally? Yeah. It'll be terrible. I would let my kid cry because <laughs> the reality is like, I mean, unless they're bleeding or like getting hurt or whatever it is. Right. Like, I think that, you know, uh, in that exact moment, I, I had something very similar happen the other day, which is not exactly that, but I was giving a presentation to, I don't know, maybe 100 people or so, and the internet went down at my house, and it yeah. actually went down in all of Northern California for Sonic, and I had to like switch modes and I went into my kid's bedroom because that was like literally the only place I got cell service in the house in that moment and I had to kick my kids out of their bedroom and they were annoyed at me <laughs> and and the reality yeah. was like I was in the middle of a presentation to a whole bunch of people my kids yeah. are going to survive like it wasn't going to be detrimental to them now if like there's an actual issue where they've come up and they're like hey like I need a band-aid I am bleeding then that takes precedence. yeah makes So it's, I mean, in some ways this wasn't like, it's not like a nice, easy framework, but it's like, instead of saying like, what's the most important thing, it's like, what's gonna cause the least amount of damage to me personally or professionally in this moment. And that's something that's, I think, been coming up a lot too for people. It's like, well, everything on my, I've heard this a lot recently, everything on my list is urgent and important. Yeah, exactly. That's what it feels like. It feels like everything has the same importance. And so what I've been asking people to do is flip that around and say, okay, It feels all urgent and important. But if instead you say, instead of saying like, what's the most important thing I have to do? If you could say, if I had to cut one thing from this list, what would it be? Mm -hmm. And then keep doing that. Like, okay, if I had to cut another thing, what would it be? If I had to cut another thing? And then you'll be left with like, what are the things that you actually need to do and that you could get done in that day?
0: I like that approach versus looking at what's most important to see what can I cut? What, What can I say no to? And sort of that elimination process.
1: Right. And it's
0: a little Um, easier. Yeah. 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 100% agree. Also, what you said about with the kids and when is it really urgent, what I found personally with my three kids at home is really that upfront communication Mm -hmm. to explain, look, I'm going to be working right now. I'm going to be on a call or I have a sign up that says do not disturb because I'm maybe in a life. And that means this is no, no go, right? Not even the knocking on the door, not the yelling, not the screaming. It is a red sign at the door, Mm -hmm. but I can only do this if I had this upfront communication with them to be really clear of, okay, here is what this is going to look like. Here's when mommy's available. Here is when it's, when you can come in and out and this means no <laughs> clear stop sign and here is why um explain why i still love them and i'm i am there this moment this is over but for the 30 minutes i'm going to be live and i need to speak and i need to do support and serve um, and be part of a team and so other demands come in and for that dedicated time those will be prioritized and, and have that conversation. That's been really helpful for me personally, while we're all in the house together.
1: I could not agree more. And I think, you know, my kids are a little bit older than your kids. They're minor nine, nine and 11. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what we've done is actually, we've taken that a step further. And now we have on Sunday nights, we have this spreadsheet that we've created that has each member of our family for each day. And it Mm -hmm. has the times on the side. And it's not like an elaborately color-coded schedule. It's just literally read when you can't come in. Yeah. So it's, it's just based on our meeting schedule. And so we actually, I just have that taped to the front of my office door. And it's also important to think about like what our kids' schedules are, because something mm-hmm. that happened to me was, you know, we had it up there for the first week of quarantine and it was just me and my husband's schedules. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I came out of my office at one point and went into one of my kids' rooms to like ask him something. And I walked into his science class <laughs> And he was not happy with me, and so now we have like the kids' schedules of when they're not to be interrupted because they're in class. And it's you know like I I think that upfront communication. We talk about it every day. What's working, what's not. The schedule's (laughs) up there so that they know. And I like I was very proud the other day when like I was in a meeting and I heard my kids whispering outside the door, which is like three feet from here. And Mm -hmm. I say, No, don't knock. She's in a meeting. And then they pitter pattered away and they waited. And so I think like, you're totally right. When they know that there's a reason and that it ends, right. It's not like that. It's an endless red note. It's that there will be an end and then you can, you know, you can interact with them. They're able to handle that much better.
0: Yeah. Cool. Okay. So you already dropped two nuggets of wisdom here. The first one is looking really clearly at priorities. In this training series, I already talked about the importance of priorities for oneself, but also for the people on the team. So that's the first one. And to do so, if necessary, with the elimination process of what can I uh, like go off if I have to. And then the second one was that upfront communication. When with, when there's family, right? Maybe it's not kids, but other family members when they're a part of it all to have that weekly discussion upfront. I like the schedule that you have, maybe there's the red, the orange and the green. And then um, putting that on the doors, so everyone knows when it's time to walk in and when it is not. I know a bunch of people are also, Uh, concerned with bandwidth and they have to arrange meetings so that they're not stretching their bandwidth too much, their internet bandwidth too much, which is another hurdle. But this um, approach of doing it up front and then planning it out is a great, great tip. What are some of the other suggestions that you have for people who want to move from who will really have this issue and maybe for themselves, but also for team members, this, this issue of time management and how do I remove distractions and stay more focused? Yeah.
1: So I think that just in general, it is easier to remove temptation than it is to resist it, right? Mm-hmm. And so when we can in our homework environments, or and I mean, this kind of goes... All of these things are like true always, but I think even more so, and we have to kind of double down on them when we're in a new environment, like we are right now Mm -hmm. and thinking about like, okay, in your, maybe spend a day just noticing every time you're distracted by something and writing down what it is every time. Right. So maybe you'll see at the end of the day that like 50 times you've written dad dog barking or like, you know, my kids popped in or email notifications or Slack notification or whatever it is. Right. And then saying, okay, so these are my biggest distractors. I've now, I've now measured it and now I can manage it, right? And then saying, okay, so if the biggest distractor is my dog barking, what can I do to help with that? Can I make sure to like feed my dog in advance in the morning so that they're not hungry? Or also can I buy some noise canceling headphones so that that Mm -hmm. doesn't bother me as much? And really thinking through like, what are the specific distractors that we have? And then what are the strategies that we can use to eliminate some of those distractions? So just as you mentioned too, like it's not only kids, right? It's Mm -hmm. other people that we might be living with. I Mm -hmm. mean, even if, if you're like in a roommate situation and you don't have any place to go, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're all working in the kitchen or you're all working, even just having a post-it on the back of your laptop that says in meetings until 4 30 or something like that, just like some kind of signage to let other people know what you're, you know, what's going on with you, I think can be Mm -hmm. important. Mm -hmm. I also think that the more planning that we can do, even if we don't follow our plans, like even if we can't follow it exactly, the more planning we can do up front, the easier every day is going to be. And so whether that is, you know, planning out our workload and like doing that really explicit prioritization and saying, like, if I can only get three things done tomorrow, what are they gonna be? And yeah. putting them time blocked in your calendar. Now, yeah. hopefully you'll have some extra time and you'll be able to do more things, but like, what are the two or three that you're gonna do come hell or high water? And then also thinking about like, how can you set your kids up for success? Yeah. Put snacks in an area that they can reach and let them know that they don't have to ask you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, have like workbooks and things like that available for them so that they can access things without needing your input. Like the more upfront planning we can do, the better we're going to be able to be focused in the moment.
0: Yeah. You said two, two things that really stood out to me. The first one is uh, schedule as so get clear on what are those most important priorities and then putting them into the calendar. I think that is the, it's common sense, but not common practice. One of those things of, whether or not they're in my calendar and I plan ahead of when I'm going to do a particular project can make or break it and can really help to feel more focused, not just to be more focused in the time that we're actually doing it, but also just give me a sense of calm and ease because I know it's in my calendar. I don't need to worry about it and carry it in my head or wonder when am I going to do it and what my day is going to look like. It, um, to me, at least, and a lot of people that I've had conversations with around this topic, it sort of just brings calm. Yeah. And it makes it feel more organized. If it, there's a time block in the calendar, this mm-hmm. is, you know, for me, a lot of it is in the morning before the kids wake up. So I block out in the morning. Here's when, uh, Here when I prepare for this presentation. Here's when I prepare for this client call and mm-hmm. I block out the time in my calendar. That just sort of picks yeah. me at ease. I'm like, this is covered. I don't need to worry about it until my alarm goes off or my reminder goes off and it's time to do it.
1: Yeah, and then also, I think that the other thing is, even if you don't stick to it hundred percent, it's a gentle redirection, right? So if you find Mm -hmm. yourself distracted by something else and working on something, and then you see your calendar, you can now at least assess is what I'm doing right now, actually more important than the thing I had put on my calendar and planned to do. And sometimes it is right. Like sometimes something comes up and it blows your plans out of the water and that's okay, Mm -hmm. but oftentimes it's not. And then we can just redirect ourselves and say like, okay, you know, I'm not supposed to be whatever it is I'm doing right now, I'm going to go back to what I was planning to do.
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%. It's this idea of I'm planning my ideal day, mm-hmm. but then staying flexible to whatever demands, whatever comes up through the day that I need to adjust, because this, this is why it's an ideal and not the real <laughs> The real day, it's the ideal day. And then I stay flexible to the reality of the situation and where my attention needs to go. But at least I have something to go move towards or something to keep in mind of what what would I like to it to look like. Right. And it's um, an
1: in into that schedule too, right? It's like we're not gonna time block out our days every minute because we 100% know something is going to come up, right? So really being, you know, being more flexible with ourselves and saying like, we're going to time block a few important things. We're going to leave room for things that take longer than expected or interruptions that may come up. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I actually consider myself, uh, I look at my schedule and say I'm fully booked when I'm 70% booked up in meetings. Mm -hmm. 70% of my all- a lot of time for work is yeah. booked up in meetings or in calls then that to me is a fully booked week because I know I need the extra 30% for for everything else that I can plan yeah I totally agree I don't uh, okay. I like that 70% rule I don't know that I have like a specific percentage
1: but I also am, <laughs> like even if I have things on I my, don't do the math on it yeah, <laughs> yeah if I look and I see like No, this week is quite full of meetings. I don't take any more meetings, even if there's technically room to take meetings, right?
0: And so the second thing that you said earlier was uh, with the kids and preparing for it. So one tip that I picked up from someone along the way the last few weeks was to have baskets with snacks ready so that the kids know, here's my basket of snacks for the day. And when that basket is empty, then I'm out of snacks and I got to wait until dinner. And so they start, you know, Rationing or planning out, some are better than others. For my little one, we'll have to be more uh, hands-on with this, but it helps them have a sense of ownership, and it makes it so much easier for me to know. Oh, they're they're sort of set up with their with their snacks as much as as much as possible.
1: Yeah, no, I really like that. We don't we haven't done like a basket, but my kids definitely know you're allowed to have fruit and protein and cheese, and you can (laughs) get it for yourselves, and it's available at your height.
0: (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Um, cool thank you so much for sharing these tips what else would you say would is important for leaders to be aware of when it comes to time management particularly for their employees as they're trying to support employees team members that they care about that they know they might be in challenging situations they know they may either not not set enough boundaries and they're just working all day uh, and into the night and that may not be sustainable or when you feel as a team leader, you know, that person may be a little bit more distracted than what's good for them. How can someone who's in team leader position best support the team members on this?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think one of the best things that managers can do in a time like this, especially when sometimes we have the, when, when there's more distance, we have a tendency to pull in, right? We have a tendency to kind of micromanage, even if we don't really intend to. And so I think like starting with trust and just assuming that your, that your team is going to do the best possible job that they can. And then, you know, acting from there, but also then saying to people like, let's get really, really, really clear on expectations and goals. And Mm -hmm. we're going to manage to the goal and to the expectation. And we're not gonna manage our time right now. Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. they should be managing their own time, but like, we're not gonna micromanage somebody else's time because Mm -hmm. we don't know actually what's going on in their life and for Mm -hmm. them. And so if we see that they're producing much more than the goals, we might be able to have a conversation and say like, hey, you know, are you sure you're taking enough time for yourself and your family? Like you're really getting ahead of things here. If we see that somebody is not meeting the expectations and goals, that's a different conversation that we can have. But it, it kind of removes some of that judgment around like what they're doing and is that right for them at the time? Because I think right now it's become really clear to me that we just don't know what's going on for everyone right now. And so if we can leave it at those expectations and goals and really be super clear about that, I think that's helpful. I've had a few clients who are in a position where they're feeling like unsupported because they don't know what they're supposed to be doing. Like mm-hmm. it's a little unclear to them. They're, you know, they're at home, they've got projects, but like none of them seem super relevant or urgent <laughs> for the moment and they wanna be working but they're not really sure what to be doing. And so really, you know, if like having those very explicit conversations with people in your one-on-ones, like how's everything going? Is the workload right for you? Are you running into any problems? Like, do you know what your goals are? I know it can seem like very obvious things to be saying, but I think that there's so much going on right now that it really helps to have those really explicit conversations.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and by the way, if you're listening to this and this is interesting and definitely make sure that you watch the session number three that we had this morning, and you'll see that you'll be able to get the recording in the stream or in the unit section and within this group because we talked a lot about setting expectations and clarifying goals and and so forth. And I think right Alexis one of the one of the key parts here as you speak about what is the right amount of work yeah. seems to be also to be this the individual approach that not everyone can have the same expectations right now because not everyone is carrying the same load mm-hmm. at home and not everyone has the same setup in terms of what allows them to be how productive, right? What's enabling productivity. It's not the same for everyone and sort of to to figure out how can I adjust my expectations to what's really feasible and possible for every single person on the team versus having sort of a blanket statement of here's what we should all be doing. And everyone gets the same chunk of work to do regardless of what their home life looks like.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it makes me think of this. There's the ask a manager column from the other day that was somebody who was writing in about like, Hey, my ex, my otherwise excellent employee is saying that she is not able to do some of these things. And, you know, I know she has an 18 month at home, but blah, 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 blah. And the whole response is basically like, yes, she has a toddler at home. She's not going to be performing with the exact same level as she was when she was not with a toddler.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so true. Um, and, and so for, right, without having kids, if you don't have kids, or even I feel like even pets or other family members, or even especially here in San Francisco, where a lot of people have roommates, for mm-hmm. someone who isn't exposed to these situations, sometimes it can be hard to figure out what actually the impacts are on the daily schedule. If you live with, you know, five roommates, and they're all trying to get online, and they're all, you know, ha- trying to have conference calls in the kitchen, like you said, uh, that's impacting productivity, or if you have an 18 month at home, that just... Definitely has an impact, and and we don't know, you know, what it looks like. And so that having that question, that those questions, and really an individual approach, is um, yeah. so critical right now. Yeah.
1: Like, what's reasonable for you? Like, does what you're yeah. doing right now feel reasonable?
0: Yeah. If not,
1: like, how can we redistribute things so that it is? And like, what you know, how, even sometimes it's it's hard to prioritize right with your own workload your boss might be able to say, or you as the boss might be able to say like, no, actually like this is the one project that has to get done, Mm -hmm. right? Everything else, it's nice to have, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, so we can provide as leaders that extra context there that our employees might not be able to see for themselves.
0: Mm -hmm. Exactly. Alexis, thank you so much for sharing this. And I know you have a few additional resources that we can check out. So tell us a little bit more about if someone wants to know more and wants to dig, dig deeper into time management and tap into some of the resources that you have available, where can we best find you?
1: Yes, so the best place to find me is on my website. It's alexishasselberger.com. So hopefully you'll put a link because no one will be able to spell it. You could also, um, see, I'm on Instagram at do.more.stress.less. Um, and Facebook at Do More Stress Less. And then really, I have a couple of free download resources for for anyone who's listening today. One of them is a working parent survival guide to this (laughs) coronavirus quarantine. So it really dives much deeper into the things we've been talking about today around like, how do we create some of these schedules that are actually doable? How do we find, cut through all the noise and like find the resources that we need to keep our kids learning and moving and motivated throughout this time? And then I also have a resource around how to set up your home workspace for maximum productivity and decrease stress. And so both of those links people can grab and hopefully those guides will be helpful.
0: Awesome! Thank you so much for sharing this. We'll put the links down below, and if anyone has any question for Alexis, she is in this group, so feel free to. I'm offering this, Alexis. Please intervene. Yep. Totally fine. Yes, I will <laughs> answer your question. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I I know you, and I know how much you're you're here to help and serve. So if you have qu- specific questions, do uh, tag Alexis, with shared in the group, so others can learn as well. Comment down below. We'd also love what was your main takeaway, what was valuable for you in this session. And Alexis, thank you so much for joining us for session number four. For you guys watching, I'll see you tomorrow morning. We'll be back here live session number five at 9am Pacific time. So join us then uh, and have a good rest of your afternoon. Thank you, Alexis. That was my interview with Alexis Hasselberger and I hope you've got some good ideas and tips out of this conversation. Now as with anything it's really important that you uh, shorten the time frame between having an insight and taking an action. So pull out a piece of paper or grab your phone and just write a couple things down that you want to experiment experiment with. Maybe it has to do with the calendar with your, with your kids or it has to do with saying no to things and going through that elimination process or maybe it's something completely different but whatever it is for you write it down and give it a shot starting today and give it a shot starting right away and the last thing i want to share is just be gentle with yourself This might be the time to just lower expectations a little bit, slow down on a few things, say no a little bit more often, or maybe practice to be okay with 80% done versus trying to make everything perfect. Maybe this is the time to just relax a little bit more and take it slower than usual. Either way, you're doing the best you can and that is enough. And with that, have a good week and I'll see you soon. If you love this show, then you'll love even more my free training for new managers. If you haven't watched this training yet, then I'll strongly encourage you to sign up at ramonashaw.com forward slash masterclass. You'll discover the key shifts you'll need to make as a new manager and the number one most common mistake to avoid. Plus, you'll walk away with actionable tips that you can apply in your role right away. Go to RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass to sign up.